All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of our Walk It Out Student Ministries podcast. Um, excited to be here with you guys today, recording from our um, dining hall at Christ Walk in the Valley that is being remodeled as we speak. Um, taking a break from that to talk about our message last night. Um, had an awesome service in youth, as always. Um, God's really doing a lot in our youth group and in our church as a whole. Um, and it's just the youth are so hungry, um, the adults are so hungry, and um, God's just really being faithful through all that. So I just want to go um, right into this. So last night uh, we talked about consistency, um, and that for me I would say is probably one of, if not the biggest struggle that um, I have gone through and continue to beat up um, on a regular basis just because it's so difficult um, with our lives. I know as teenagers, I was talking uh, last night to some of the youth and, and, you know, there's just so many different things you can do to occupy your time. There's so many options um, of things. It's, and, and with your phone, it's right at your fingertips. It's right at your, uh, at your disposal for anything, any number of things, social media, you know, um, TV, video games, movies, friends, whatever, it's all right there. So I think when it comes to consistency with our walk with God, a lot of times uh, it's, it's really easy for us to get sidetracked um, and distracted. But the one thing I want to say, the one thing that I want to uh, get you to understand through this podcast today is that consistency equals victory. And if there's one thing we can see about Jesus is that he was always consistent, no matter the crowd, the content, or the occasion. So no matter who he was with, what he was talking about, or where he was at, Jesus was always consistent. He was always his message was always the same. His action was always the same. No matter how many times the people tried to get him to act this way or that way, to, to step outside of his character and who he claimed to be, he was always consistent. And so when you talk about consistency, we are all always consistently doing something. Now, whether it's social media, whether it's talking to our friends, you know, whether it's whatever, we're all consistently doing something. But the thing that we can see about Jesus and the thing that I want in my life is Jesus was always consistently victorious. He saw victory consistently. And the reason he did that is because he always fought the same way. He always knew who he was created to be. And he always knew what it would cost him and us if he was not consistent. And one thing that I think we forget a lot of times is how to fight. We forget that the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And that if we hide it in our heart, we, we do that so we won't sin against God. And, and we forget that the word is a weapon. And so that's how Jesus fought. We look at his temptation. We can see that's how he fought. Um, he knew who he was created to be. He knew where his power come, came from. And um, he always knew what he was capable of. And so nobody could lie to him or about him and change what he knew about himself. And the last one I think is important because... If the enemy can convince us that it's not going to cost us anything to be inconsistent, then inconsistency doesn't mean anything. But the reality is we can lose a lot and we can end up finding ourselves with a lot of extra baggage because of inconsistency. And so I would just say this. If Satan can get us to lose sight of how we win battles, if he can get us to forget who we were created to be and believe that it will not cost us anything to be inconsistent, the only thing we'll do consistently is sin. And I would classify inconsistency as when we begin to choose sin over Jesus on a regular basis. Inconsistency is the first step that a Christian can take to walking in known sin. 
And that's just so dangerous. We, we, we start out, you know, kind of missing a day of our Bible study or, or missing a day of, of uh, spending time with the Lord or missing a day of, of hanging out with our Christian friends or whatever. And we really don't think it's a big deal. Do we miss a second day? and a 12th day, and a 30th day, and then we miss a year. And then we're so far away from who we thought we were and, and who we thought we could be and all the things that we thought God was doing in our life that he really desired to do in our life. But because of our inconsistency, we can't encounter everything he has for us. Serving God sometimes is not serving God at all. Okay, we don't serve a God of most. We don't serve a God of sometimes. We don't serve a God of kinda. We serve a God that requires everything. We serve a God that he gave everything for us, so he requires everything from us. And now there's victory in that. There's reward for that. It's not like he requires that and then we're slaves all the time. But if we can't give him everything, then what we're saying to him is that he's not important enough and that we're more valuable. So I want to look real quick at how inconsistency was handled in the Bible and then try to apply some of those truths to how we can handle it today. So um, I'm going to be reading real quick out of Galatians 2.14. So basically what happens is um, Paul comes to the church and Peter has been kind of messing up, doing some stupid stuff. And so Paul's going to handle it and address it. This is what he says. He says, so when I realized they were acting inconsistently with the revelation of grace, I confronted Peter. And I said this, you were born a Jew, and yet you've chosen to disregard Jewish regulations and live like a Gentile. Why then do you force those who are not Jews to conform to the regulations of Judaism? So what I did yesterday for the youth is I just said basically in our words today, what Paul was saying is, you're a Christian, and yet you choose to act in a way that does not reflect Jesus. So how can you lead others to Jesus or hold them to a standard of Jesus if you do not live at the standard yourself or if you're not consistent? We have to be consistent. We can't hold our friends to a standard we're not living at. We can't hold our parents to a standard we're not living at. We can't hold, if you're an adult, our children or our spouse, we can't hold anybody else to a level that we're not going to live at consistently ourselves. Another thing I pull from that verse is that we have to confront our inconsistency if we want to correct it. If you know you're inconsistent and you're tired of it, the only way to correct it is to confront it. You can't let it run you and then just talk about how tired you are of it and wonder why it keeps running you. You have to consistently fight it. You have to begin to turn that, that path of inconsistency back towards God by confronting that inconsistency. When I realized, this is what Paul says, when I realized they were acting inconsistently with the revelation of grace, I confronted Peter. So we have to have and we have to be someone who will call out inconsistency. We have to have those friends in our life and we have to be that friend for other people. If you don't have anybody in your life that will call out inconsistencies for you, that's a dangerous place to be. You know, my, my personality growing up, I was always kind of the, the loudest one in the group or the leader or whatever. And, and I never had anybody that would call me out on things I was doing. So what happened is I would start out, you know, making a mistake or thinking about something that I end up acting on it and it would bite me, you know, back in the butt. And when I'm sitting there defeated, I would go, what in the world? How'd that happen? And all my friends were like, yeah, we saw that coming. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, because, because they weren't, they weren't bold enough to confront this inconsistencies that they saw in me. And, and that's how Paul was for Peter. 
And I'm sure in the moment it wasn't fun, but I can guarantee you that Peter ended up thanking Paul for it because it ended up being a growth opportunity. And Peter was able to be more consistent and follow Jesus more effectively and lead people to Jesus more effectively because of the inconsistency that he had that Paul called out. So we have to be that for people. Now, here's the problem with inconsistency that I see, you know, largely is that it doesn't mean that we're never used by God. Inconsistency means I do it sometimes. So whether I'm, you know, good at church, whether I'm whatever, whether I'm on a worship team, whether, you know, that, that's a good example. If I'm on a worship team and I go to church and I sing and I worship and, and the Holy Spirit moves because I'm singing praises to Jesus. And that doesn't mean that I'm spending time with him when I'm not there. You know, the Bible says he inhabits our praises. So if I'm praising and worshiping him and everybody else is and the Holy Spirit moves and I go, well, pfft, I don't have to spend time with Jesus because, you know, he's moving when I sing. But yet I'm inconsistent that I'm not really walking with him, right? I don't really have a relationship with him. I told somebody the other day, if, if I have a relationship or if not, if I have a relationship, if we're hanging out once a week and then you bump into me at Walmart sometimes, does that mean we consistently have a relationship? No, it doesn't. It means that you see me every once in a while. And then it means that you bump into me at Walmart sometimes. If you just bump into Jesus sometimes, you don't have a relationship with him. His desire is not for us to hang out in his presence occasionally. It's for us to consistently meet him where he's waiting on us at already. And so the verse I'm going to use for that is Numbers 22, 28. It says this, And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, the donkey, the donkey was talking, What have I done to you that you should strike me these three times? Now the reason I'm using that verse is because if God can use a donkey, you may just be the donkey he's using. It doesn't mean you can't look back at the, the time you had at conference two years ago or the time you had at camp two years ago or the awesome encounter you had a month ago or even a week ago. You can't validate your sin now by the encounter you had with God in the past. You have to consistently walk with him if you want to have a relationship with him. God spoke through a donkey and just because he may choose to use you in a moment does not mean you were consistent in your relationship with him. It doesn't mean you don't have knowledge about God, but it means that you cannot be used by God for the full purpose he created for you because he can't count on you. We're not going to see signs, miracles, and wonders if we can't be consistent. We're not going to see powerful moves of God if we can't be consistent. We're not going to see our family change. We're not going to see our city and our country and our world change if we can't be consistent. Consistency is the key to victory in all areas of our life. I think one of the biggest struggles is that we're consistently inconsistent. So we have consistency in some areas. It's just not the areas that are that, that are Jesus. You know, we don't have consistency in our relationship with him, but our relationship with our girlfriend or boyfriend or, or maybe our, our um, video game playing or maybe our consistency to get on the computer or maybe our consistency to choose sin over Jesus. But we don't have consistency in a relationship with him. So I just want to share real quick the key to creating a life of consistency in Christ. The number one key is to renew the mind daily. We have to fill it with thought from heaven, not thought from earth. And that requires our Bible time, worship, prayer, all the things we've been studying. It requires all those together on a regular basis, consistently, daily, if we're going to have a relationship with him. We have to have it on earth as it is in heaven, in our mind. And if we can't have that, then we're not going to encounter his power and presence. And then we're going to get sad because we never see God. We don't wonder why God doesn't move in our church or why God doesn't move in our life and he moves in other people's lives. The reason he moves in other people's lives is because they're telling God they want him with the way they live their life. If you're inconsistent, you're telling him you don't really care if he comes or not. You're okay to see him sometimes. And so if you tell him you're okay to see him sometimes, don't get mad if you only see him sometimes. Because it's the way we live our life that shows him what we want from him 
and how much we love him. See, the way that the inconsistency starts and the way that the problem starts, it starts really deep inside of us in the places that only we can see. So the path of inconsistency is this. It starts with an inconsistent thought, then it turns into an inconsistent attitude, and then then it becomes an inconsistent action. And this has been true since the beginning of time. Adam and Eve, the very first sin in the garden, when the snake came, I was telling our youth this last night, he didn't wrap himself around their throat and force them to sin. It started with a thought. He said, did God really tell you you couldn't eat that? And they were like, did God really tell me? And they started thinking about it. They started wondering. And then he created an attitude. He said, God didn't just tell you that so it'd be good for you because he knows that if you eat that, you'll be equal to him. And so then he created this prideful attitude in them that was inconsistent with who they were created to be and the purpose God gave them. And so then before you know it, they're committing inconsistent actions with who they were created to be. So it started with a thought about the sin. Then it started with an attitude shifted towards the sin. And then it was the action that was the actual sin to begin with. So a renewed mind is the number one key to consistency because we have to stop it in the thought process. We have to catch it when it's a thought, not just when it's an attitude or when it's an action. So what happens is we catch the thoughts, we rebuke the thoughts. If it, get past, if it gets past there, it becomes an attitude. When it becomes an attitude, our friends have to rebuke you. Our friends have to tell us, look, man, you're struggling. I'm seeing a change in you, and they have to come along beside us. If it's an action, we have a whole lot of work to do. We need to shift that thing, angle that thing, and start fighting it with everything that we have. Psalm 119.11 is, a, is a, great, a great way that we can maintain consistency. It says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's preparation. It's telling me that I hide his word in my heart today. I study his word today so I won't sin against him tomorrow. So every time that I I spend that time with him, I prepare for the next time that the enemy comes against me. So if I miss my time today, it might not affect me today. It might affect me tomorrow or two days from now. So I'm going to keep putting my armor on. I'm going to keep preparing every single day, getting ready for what God has for or what the enemy has and the victory God has for me. The mind is directly related to the heart. So thinking that is inconsistent with Jesus will lead to a heart that's inconsistent with Jesus. And this results in consciously chosen actions that are outside of the will and plan of God. Inconsistent is not a personality type. God did not give you a personality that prevents you from accomplishing the plan he placed on you. At the end of it all, inconsistency is a choice. Just like in the garden, Adam and Eve chose to sin. They chose to give up their victory to the enemy. And ever since then, every sin from then until now has been us choosing to give up what God gave us. It's been us choosing a path of inconsistency, not spending that time with him, not giving him everything. And because of that, we paid dearly. Consistency requires 100% focus on Jesus and 0% focus on the enemy. And until we focus 100% on Jesus, we'll keep having the enemy have a stronghold in our life. The more thought life we give to sin, the more power we give to sin. We have to focus on Jesus so that he's what we think about, he's all that we are, and he's, he's everything we spend our time doing, so then he's all that's in us, so he's all that comes out of us. The more thought life we give to sin, the more action we're going to give to sin. The longer I spend thinking on something not God, I build a little jungle gym for the, for the enemy to play in in my mind, and I send signals that invite him in. Every thought's another bar to that jungle gym or another bar to the monkey bars that I'm going to invite demonic things to come play in my life. And I don't have a desire for that. I don't know about you, but I don't have a desire to have the enemy come in and play. And so every time 
that I have a thought that's not from him, I say, you know what? I rebuke that. That's not from heaven. That's from hell. It's not from the thought in the heart of Jesus. That's from the, the devil. And I don't want that in my life. I want everything that God has for me. I want victory in Jesus. So I'm going to claim that. I'm going to rebuke that. I'm not even going to let it get to the attitude level. I'm going to catch it at the thought process and I'm going to claim victory and a renewed mind so that I can walk consistently with who God created me to be. Consistency in my walk doesn't look like 50, 75, or even 95% victory sprinkled with a little bit of sin, defeat, and guilt. It looks like a lifestyle of victory. So a lifestyle of victory requires a lifestyle of consistency. So this week, as you walk out your life, as you walk out that Christian life, whether you're 12 or whether you're 112, I want to encourage you to press in don't just think it's a little thing. Don't think that missing that time with the Lord for one day is just a little matter because it starts with a thought of inconsistency. And then what happens is we begin to miss continually. We begin to allow those thoughts to, to live in our mind. And then we start to have an attitude of inconsistency. And then we start to perform actions of inconsistency. So I just challenge you. I hope that you walk with the Lord closely this week, that you're consistent and that you, you just Cling close to him, you love on him, and you let him touch you in every way so that you can be victorious and consistent in Jesus' name. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I look forward to next week, and I hope you learned something. Um, if you're interested in contacting us, you can like us on Facebook at WIO Students, or you can um, email us at WIOINTL at gmail.com. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah.